Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I am your host, Roz and Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, my favorite people. I've missed you guys so much. Um, I'm so excited to actually be recording this episode today. Um, It's a Thursday for me, October 3rd. You'll probably hear this episode on Sunday, but I am coming to you super excited to record. You all have been on my heart so heavy the last month, I want to say, was the last time I recorded. And I am just so excited to be back in front of this microphone. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a transparent episode. And I just want to give y'all background and update you on what's been happening. I have gotten so, so many people to ask me, when am I recording another episode? Even down to one week, y'all. I think my mama was like, where's the podcast, Rosalind? And I'm like, okay, Lord Jesus, I need to get and figure out a plan to record more consistently because I feel like that has been my biggest thing is finding some way to balance all of these different things that I have going on with real life and also being able to be available to pour out. And so I'm going to give you, I'm going to actually be very transparent with y'all and share what's occurred and why this year has been kind of like one of those things or one of those seasons where it's just, or not the year, I'm going to say the year, but I've constantly had seasons where I've like um, had trouble with staying consistent with my podcast and it's been something I've kind of toiled with with God like okay Lord you know this is the thing you've allowed me to steward what's going on and where is that um just to be quite frank like even when you're doing things for God there are times where you may be inconsistent and I don't want that to be a thing um because I want to always share because God is so loving and I believe that the things that he shares with me and the things that I've learned are valuable to the kingdom of God. And so just being mindful of that and not putting so much pressure on myself, but giving myself grace that he gives me, um, I'm learning to just constantly stay before him about it. So um, to be transparent, um, I'm really, like I said, I'm really excited. I've 
kind of gotten a system in place to where now I feel like I can actually record a little bit more consistently. Y'all know I'm a morning person. That is my time with Jesus. And so I plan to every morning in the interim of my quiet time with God to spend about 15 to 20 minutes working on my notes for episode. And then, um, recording on a random day like that I have like a good about 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 probably about an hour or two to really sit down and record but today I actually took off of work um because I'm gonna tell y'all listen your girl emotions has been all over the place which is why I'm gonna get into this episode about this um and as you can see from the title this episode episode is called attacks of the mind and I've just been under attack mentally and it's been quite draining to be honest. And I know that I get on here and I speak about, you know, my personal testimony and things like that, but y'all to be honest, I have been really under attack mentally and um I think I've just allowed it to go for so long because I didn't understand why? Because it just kind of seemed like I'm, I'm I'm doing everything that I normally do. I'm quote unquote, I'm thinking I'm taking care of myself. Why does this still feel so heavy? And so I took off a couple of weeks ago when I was like running on fumes at work and I was like, I just need a day off. So I took off today and it was so timely because I went to therapy last night And exactly what we talked about is what I'm going to be talking to y'all about today. So it was timely that God kind of made that happen um, to allow me to process what me and my therapist talked about, because y'all know I'm coming up on discharge. This episode is not going to be falling in line with that series I said I was going to do. I don't even know if I'm going to do that series because God is kind of like just... You know, just he take he does whatever he wants to do. He takes over, and I just really am thankful um, because I want when I was asking him to record, like I was asking what should I record, and I couldn't even write my notes for what I was studying for myself personally, and it was just like I have to make this into an episode. So, um, I'm probably gonna do the uh, um, series. I don't know. I plan to record another episode after this one to schedule it in. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. So I've been, <laughs> like I said, mentally just under attack. It's just been a draining situation. Um, I know y'all know that I'm a counselor in a school and I can't even say that that is the reason, but my emotions have just been all over the place. I've been feeling kind of like, God, can we talk for a second? Like, okay, you know, when you are consistent with the Lord and you get into the flow with stuff and that works for you. And like, then it gets to a point to where you're like, okay, that isn't working anymore. What's, what do I need to do? I had just been feeling like what I normally doing wasn't helping. Like I'm reading my word. I'm praying. I'm spending time with you. At one point I was like, well, maybe I just need to get off social media. And I just was trying to figure out like, why do I feel so tired every day? Why do I feel like I can't get a grasp on my emotions? I feel okay certain days. And then the next day is like I'm smacked in the face with whatever circumstances happening. It could be somebody make me upset. It could be 
just I hear something traumatic going on with my kids. It could be um, I think at one point, like me and Bay were arguing, like and we don't ever really argue. Me and Bay were arguing. So that was a time frame where it was just like, what is happening, God? Like, I don't understand. I'm quote unquote healed in Jesus name. You know, like I'm, I've gone to therapy. I'm at the point of discharge. Why do I still feel like I'm not gaining leverage on my life? Like it just was it just was so much. And I was having a hard time feeling like I could hold on to what was going on with me. And so I went to, um, so when I went to this therapy session this past week, like I was like ready to tell my therapist, like, look, I don't know what's happening, but we are going to have to really, really figure out what's happening. So I went to, um, and really like my focus has been a lot of my attention emotionally has been on work and just like constantly pouring out every day. And I'm like, what does this mean? Why am I like so drained to where it's like, I can't even sit in front of my microphone and pour out to the people that, you know, I know need to hear a message from God or what. And so I just had kind of been going back and forth to the Lord just about work like God this job is draining um sometimes I feel like I don't have a hold on certain things and so when I went to therapy this past week um my therapist I went into the session with her and I kind of had told her um hey like I really need to like talk to you about how I'm feeling and this session was so different like I've been to sessions before in the past where she and I had talked about this very thing but it didn't hit me until she and I really I think when I was at like more of a place of desperation I think it's very different when you're desperate for something to fix what you're feeling not just kind of like getting advice passively but like I was at the point of desperation like if I don't if I don't get something to help me relieve and understand what's happening I'm going to probably like lose it just when I don't say lose it that's not like I'm not gonna go into like a breakdown or whatever but just like needing some kind of relief which was why I was like I needed a day off so on and so forth y'all know I talked about self-care but what I shared with my therapist was the circumstances as to which like I was going through my emotional turmoil of just different things and so y'all she shared so much with me and I'm gonna kind of go through what she shared with me and then when I sat down with God to process through it um the things God showed me in the word which was very enlightening and gave a lot of understanding as to why you know even though we live in this world it's really it can be hard to live in a world where and so much turmoil and you know we don't see God as much but he's so present like so present and there's so much availability to him and so much and so I just want to provide a message of hope um but what she kind of shared with me as I was telling her I was like I feel under attack like I don't know what to do because I'm so tired every day I find myself being anxious 
all the time. I find myself being at a point to where it's like, like I said, I feel good one minute. The next minute I'm like thrown off course and then I end up feeling, you know, defeated, feeling as if like, how am I as somebody who represents Christians going to therapy or Christians being healed? You know, those things in my mind and I can't even get a hold of my emotions. And so God just kind of showed me and like also brought me back down to a place of humility. Like I'm not above anything. I'm not above any other person who struggles with maybe anxiety or whatnot. And so um, we talked about a bunch of stuff, but what she said to me was, Rosalind, you're going to constantly, from here on out, even till you leave therapy, you're going to constantly have to renew your mind. And this podcast will be scripture heavy um, because I really, really studied what this meant. And it probably may be another episode following this because there was so much that God shared with me. I felt like there is probably a lot more to provide understanding for this. Um, So I want to be able to just share kind of what she shared and what I got from God. And so she said, you know, your mind has been this is a quote what she said. Your mind has been under attack for so long then now you really have to work daily to renew and declare you have the mind of Christ. And I just kind of heard that and I just paused because she was right. I have gone through my young adult life, um, most of high school and really my adult life, or at least the adult life I've lived currently, Um, walking through anxiety, defeat, depression, and really this heaviness of self-sabotage, low self-esteem, not feeling like I understood what purpose was, not feeling like I understood who God was, not really trusting God a lot, not really understanding what it means to walk in holiness and righteousness and all of that, because it was just so boggled down by who I felt like I had to be in order to be God's child instead of understanding that I am his child regardless. And so my mind has been, when I say under attack, I'm I'm constantly filled, I'm constantly filtrated with thoughts of, I don't know what to do in this situation. I don't know how to feel. Why do I feel so stressed out? Why does my mind not feel quiet? Why do I feel like this, 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 this constantly? And so when she said your mind has been there under attack for so long, I feel like there are a lot of people, and this is, and you know, I'm not saying like this isn't possible. There are a lot of people who, um, can can be know what to do ex- immediately once they feel stressed. There are a lot of people who know what to do immediately once they feel like they're doing too much. Like there's people who can really quickly check in and um I I feel like I am one of those people but when I've kind of hit my hit my point of like okay Lord I need something else, I feel like that's when I get kind of infiltrated. And so she, when she said that to me, she said, you're daily going to have to start covering your mind and renewing your mind. I was like, okay, what does that look like? And so 
to give a spiritual aspect, but also a practical aspect, she really kind of said, you really have to become disciplined in your routines. And she has given me a lot of tools, y'all, throughout the time I've been in therapy on like, you know, affirmations and declaring things over your life. And she has said that to me before, but it really hit me when I was with her yesterday about declaring. And I go back to the thought of when we speak negatively to ourselves constantly, how hard sometimes it is to get out of that negative thinking pattern that we have to overkill those thoughts and those negative thoughts with the word of God. It's almost like when you are really feeling negative and you go to church and you hear a word and you know it's so true that when you are in church, you're hearing it and you're like, this is it. Like, I feel so secure in knowing God has me, knowing God loves me, knowing God has my back. Like, you hear the word of truth, and then it's almost like when you leave, it went away. And so it goes back to that parable of the soil when it was like you plant the seed, but then the birds come and eat it or whatever. I think that's the scripture. I don't, I don't have the scripture in front of me to read to reference, but... I feel like those times where like I felt super negative, super overwhelmed. I hear a word or I hear a sermon or I read a scripture and it's like I feel good. And then something will happen and it's like it goes away and then I get frustrated and it goes down this rabbit hole of thoughts and feelings or whatever. And so when she said daily, it it made me think of the discipline of working out like when you constantly do it you you will lose weight but more so the routine of constantly pouring out and watering the seed of truth in my mind because for 29 years I have always been mentally under attack well probably 28 because I really haven't a 27 28 years I've really come to understand it. But there are certain seasons where the circumstances are much higher and like a lot more overwhelming at times where you have to really press into God. And I hadn't been doing that because I just thought that the the things that have worked in the past of me kind of doing it, to be quite honest, halfway halfway doing it like even though I may get up and read my Bible like I'm not declaring all the time I'm not like in prayer like I probably could be and or probably just having some very um set prayers and set ways of doing things because there are some seasons where you will fast more you will pray more you will be before God more with certain things and circumstances. But for me, I do believe that there are daily practices and daily routines that I have to do to pour it back into myself. And so um, I've just kind of been in that place of I got to I got to be a little bit better about renewing my mind. And so she also talked to me about, so I asked her, I said, well, what does that look like? And she said, well, you're going to make declarations. And she said, declare that you have the, a sound mind. She said, confirm the word of God over your mind every single day. 
She says, say to yourself, I claim I have a sound mind. Thank you, Lord, that I have a mind of Christ. Thank you that I have a mind that stays on you and is focused. Thank you that I have a mind of clarity. Thank you that I have a mind that's clear in my decisions. Thank you that my mind is completely covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ is a shield. It's a complete shield away from it is the healing that God and the uh, renewness that God gives us through Jesus. And so she said, your mind, quote, your mind cannot be left without an armor. And like thinking about the armor of God, but just more so my mind cannot be not covered. Because I have I have the negative thing I will get to uh, I'm not gonna say I have when circumstances happen there are times when um, negative thought patterns can come self sabotage can come and so capturing those negative thoughts um, is important for me and so she gave me a worksheet and I'm thinking about um, I may add this. Yeah, actually, I am. I'm going to just put it in the show notes because I can do it. I'm going to um, put a link to um, this worksheet she gave me in the show notes about the invasion of the mind and just like how the enemy attacks our mind. And it has different categories of thoughts, demonic strongholds, suggestions, fiery darts, vain imaginations, theories or whatever. And basically what it, she was trying to show me was there's so many areas Satan attacks our mind. Like y'all listen to me and I'm going to be real honest. Like (laughs) there are times where I'm like, Lord, I don't have the energy to even like think about when I'm like, what, what's happening as to why I feel a certain way. So she had gave me this worksheet. Let me just get back to that. She gave me this worksheet and she said, point out to me the things that impact you the most and I said girl listen sis Um, most of mine were under the category of thoughts and demonic strongholds Um, and if you don't know anything about demonic strongholds um, it's basically it says these are mind bondages that are built up over time and a stronghold is something that is so um, is so um, like connected to you that it's it can be very challenging to break. So like one of mine and that I am going to be constantly declaring to God that I do not have and that is not has no power over me is procrastination. Another one is mental oppression. Another one is um Unbelief, but unbelief comes and goes, but unbelief because there are times where I can be in a space where I'm so, um, can be so overwhelmed with stuff that it, it, it moves, it sways my belief in God. And so these are things that I'm going to literally, I'm going to be before the Lord about every day and declaring constantly because what happens is the word of God is a sword. And so you may like swipe your sword one time, but it may only cut at something. But when you're constantly swiping your enemy over and over with a sword, they become less and less powerful to try to attack you. I'm literally going to be swiping the word of God over me about these strongholds that have tried to infiltrate my life, but no longer have power over me. 
about this because God is sovereign. He is faithful. He sent his son Jesus for us to to die for us. And so because we have that, because we have that ability to fight with God, to fight, we have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We have to fight y'all. And I'm going to tell you, it's been a thing of fighting. It's been a thing of like, God, what are the things that I need to do to, to, to bypass this? Like, I got to get past feeling like this or feeling like um, I don't have power or feeling like the hopelessness is there all the time. And so um, that was kind of what my therapist shared with me. And so she said, you're constantly, she said, Rosalind, you cannot give, this is one of the things you cannot give God rest on. It's just this constant declaration, using the tools of God to completely declare over your mind that it is not, you have no power over my mind, period, period. And so this idea, um, and another thing she also told me was I need to get back to my values and checking into like boundaries and things like that. Um, because she said, oftentimes where we're stressed out, a boundary has been crossed. And I have allowed a lot of times people and or things to pull at me because I want to help and I want to um, pour out and I want to be available to others emotionally. But when you're running on empty, you're constantly pulling water from an empty well, expecting something to come out and it's not coming out. And so I have to build myself back up with God to pour out. But I need to be in a hiding place with him for a second. Like I need to be in a place where I can be covered in the blood of Jesus with him. And so... um that's kind of what's been happening. And that's where I've been, y'all. And so um, to be quite frank with you, I didn't understand. Like, I understood what it meant to declare and like declare. Like, I understand the idea of declarations and making declarations over your life because we have the ability to um, speak to ourselves in a positive way about building ourselves up in the spirit of God. However, I was kind of like, okay, God, uh, can you help your girl out understand like why this is so important? Like, I don't get why, why does when the enemy attacks us, we become like so swayed, we become so like emotional. And so one of the scriptures on the paper was first Peter 13. First Peter one thirteen, and it says, I'm going to go to the scripture because I didn't have it in my notes pulled up. So let me pull it up for you. I'm having my Bible in front of me. And so, again, this is going to be a little bit of a heavy um, scriptured podcast, but I'm going to break this down literally the way that I understood it and the way that I feel like God gave it to me because it was so powerful. Um, And what I basically did this morning, since I said it was my off day, I just journaled. I got down on my knees and I just played some worship music and prayed. I kind of spoke in tongues and um, just like declared who God was to him. 
and I created a space for him. And I just said, I invite you into this space with me because I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you have to say to me. I know that you're available to me. I know that you have my heart and I know that you would never leave me. But I need some comfort from you right now. And I need you to give me some understanding. And so I went to one of the scriptures that was on there and it was first Peter 1 13. And it said, therefore, geared up your loins of your mind, be sober, rest your hope fully upon the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So I didn't understand what that meant. And I usually always go to my footnotes in my Bible and it says spiritual sober mindedness includes the ideas of steadfastness, 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 get it together, Rosalind, steadfastness, self-control, clarity of mind and moral decisiveness. The sober minded Christian is correctly in charge of his priorities and not intoxicated by various allurements of the world. So the clarity part, clarity of mind was what I was like, okay, help your girl out, understand. So I do believe that our minds are constantly infiltrated with stuff, people, information, situations, what we need to do, our to-do list, the things we want, the the, um, desires we have, the ambitions we have, this constant infiltrated situation of stuff. And so knowing this about God and knowing who he is, God is a very calm, calm. He's a God of war. And I'm going to say like he's, he has the ability to do amazing things and can do amazing things. But God is also provides rest and calmness. When Jesus moved about in the world, he went at a pace that was so like with it. Like it, it wasn't a thing of like this constant moving over and over, like just overwhelm. And so I was just like, help me understand what this sober mindedness means, God. So I went to... um this app called the Blue Letter Bible app. And it's an app in my phone that I like I look at here and there for like Greek word references. And I went to the scripture, long story short, to break down what mind mind was. So I'm just going to kind of give it to you really quickly. And then we'll get into like what all this means and why I'm saying this. So Mind, I don't know how to pronounce the Greek word of mind. It's Dionia. Dionia is the Greek word for mind. I feel like that's how you pronounce it. But basically, it's it says that mind is a group of um it says mind as a faculty of understanding, feeling, and desire. So the mind encompasses understanding feelings desires way of thinking the spirit thoughts and so I was like okay what does this mean like I simply just was like God I don't get 
why mind is such a like thing you want me to focus on because God like I get like renewing your mind okay renew your mind what does that mean though like why does this like I really was sitting in my study time like I don't get why this is important like what what is what does this mean? And so I'm only going to be talking about the area of understanding because that was currently all I got. I haven't even got into feeling and desiring because understanding just wrecked me. And so I broke down this in three different parts uh, where it was saying like mind is a fac- as a faculty of understanding, feeling and desiring. So understanding. So I went to basically the scripture on understanding to find out where this Greek word, because all the words, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to go back and just provide context, um, Greek words in the Bible have way more meaning. Um, Sometimes I think if I'm going to explain it correctly, um, the original Writings of the Bible were written in Greek and Hebrew, and there were um, many times you can get way more understanding of certain words and meanings through the Greek um, definitions. And so I wanted to understand where the Greek definition of understanding as it relates to mind was in the Bible. And so I clicked on understanding and it basically said it brought me to Ephesians 1.18. It gave me three scriptures and I'm going to go through with you all. So basically understanding our mind itself has the ability to have understanding, feeling and desiring. So if I'm just going to break down understanding, we have the ability as Christians to understand the deep things of God. We have the ability to understand what and who God is by being in relationship with him. And so many times when we're stressed out, overwhelmed, our understanding is like of God kind of shifts because we're like, God, I don't get it. Like, look, sis, I don't get what you doing. I don't get it. Have y'all ever said that? Because I find myself saying that all the time. Like, God, I don't get it. Can you help your girl understand? Because I'm over here like father. Help me understand how this is helpful. Help me understand why I'm going through this. You you ever find yourself saying that to yourself like all the time? And so I was like, God, what is why is understanding such a thing that's a part of the mind that becomes then attacked by the enemy? Like, why does the enemy want to attack my understanding? Like, why does why is that such an important thing for him to attack? And so in Ephesians 118, it says, the eyes, oh, let me go to the actual scripture in my Bible, y'all, because it was so good. And I hope God gives it to you the way he gave it to me because it was so, so good. Okay. So Ephesians 1.18, I'm going to start with verse 17. Um, it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation to the knowledge of him. Verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Immediately when I read that, I said, so understanding has the ability to be eyes, 
Because if they're enlightened, it means they're open to see, which then means like that means you, your, your understanding can be darkened because the next scripture, which I'm going to read in 418 says, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness in their hearts. So did y'all ever like y'all hear when people talk about being blind, not seeing their eyes are closed to the spirit of God is the understanding. God wrote down to me that understanding is the understanding of him, having knowledge of him. There are tons of scriptures in the Bible that talk about understanding and being just like the understanding of God. So let me just read a random scripture. Um, that talks about understanding because I literally typed in Google scriptures on understanding and it gave me a bunch of, okay. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy one is understanding. When we know God, when we have knowledge of him, when we're in relationship with him to the point where it's like, I know he ain't finna leave me. So I I don't sway when I know that he hasn't left me. When we have understanding, our eyes to God are opened. When we lose understanding, our eyes are closed. When you close your eyes, close your eyes right now. If you're driving, don't, don't close your eyes, sis. But when you close your eyes, you can literally see nothing. You're just kind of moving around in the world, not really focused. You don't know what's in front of you. It's almost as if when the enemy attacks your mind, he attacks the knowledge of who God is and your eyes are immediately closed. This is why the enemy wants to attack our minds, because if he can attack our minds, he can attack our understanding of who God is, which then makes our minds or our eyes closed spiritually to where we can't see what's going on. And we're just kind of walking around making decisions blind. And so as I was reading this, I was like, Lord. So you mean that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, meaning you are open based on God giving you the knowledge of him. Remember, going back to the mind, the mind has understanding, feeling and desires. Your mind needs when your mind's under attack, you don't understand what's happening. But when your mind is covered by the mind of Christ, you're you're enlightened. So. I went to the point of like, okay, so if I can be enlightened, that means I can be darkened. So what does it mean when it says, oh, so let me, let me take a step back to Ephesians um, 117. Cause I was asking God, I said, okay, in order for my mind to be enlightened, I must have first then going back to 17 for the Lord, for the God of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and, un- and revelation and knowledge of him. So what does that mean? What does having knowledge of God mean? So I wrote out spirit of wisdom and revelation. Revelation is divine or supernatural disclosure. And so I was like, okay. When we get a revelation from God, it's like something drops in our spirit that is like, oh, my God, Jesus, this is like you bringing something to me that I knew nothing about. This was not something that was given to me just in myself. Revelation 
is a divine or supernatural disclosure. So when I looked up what disclosure meant, it means the action of making new or secret information known. So what the spirit of wisdom and revelation is, is the supernatural information that God drops in us about him. And we are then opened with enlightenment of understanding of who he is. And so, again, going back to what I said, when our minds are under attack, our eyes of our understanding are closed. We don't see God. We wonder where he is. We're not enlightened to him. So then we get into this space of like, where are you at, Lord? You're not here with me. Our understanding of him is like the knowledge of God is God's word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will always be with you to the ends of the earth. I am available to you to provide wisdom. I can forgive you for your sins. You come to me and repent. You are washed clean and white in the word. When we are closed to our understanding of God, we're like, God's not available to me. God doesn't love me. God doesn't care about me. God doesn't listen to me. He's not hearing my prayers because our eyes are closed. Our understanding is closed. So I went to the scripture. So I asked God, so how does our understanding become darkened? And so I went to um, Ephesians 4.18, which was the second scripture within the Greek term of mind. That I was looking for. So 418 says, This I say, therefore, or this is 17, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles in the fruitility, fruitility of their mind, having their understanding darkened and being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindedness in their heart. So I basically was like, okay, God, so how were the Gentiles? Because fertility of the mind, whatever it says, I don't even know how to pronounce fertility, but basically fertility meant, I have notes everywhere, y'all, I'm sorry. Um, Fertility meant pointlessness or uselessness of their mind. So they're not even using the vessel of understanding because they're so blinded. And so I I went back and I was like, okay, Lord, what does, how were the Gentiles? And it took me to the scripture, like, how are the Gentiles not, how are the Gentiles not using their minds? Like that doesn't, I don't know what that means. And it says no longer walk as Gentiles. So I went to first, it took me to first Thessalonians four and fives. And it literally said, Gentiles did not know God. So not knowing God blinds us because we blindly walk as if Jesus does not give us sight. And so when the enemy wants, why the enemy wants to attack our thought life so hard is because if he can blind our understanding of God, if he can blind our knowledge of God and what the Bible says God is and who he is, he has our minds And so it becomes a thing where you have to constantly declare you have the mind of Christ. This is why my therapist was saying this to me. And I was like, girl, I don't understand what you mean and why you saying this to me. But literally, you have to declare you have the mind of Christ because if you don't, 
you're always under it. You, you can become under attack by the enemy. Like if Eve had just completely said, no, I have knowledge of God. God told me this and I'm not going to do what you're telling me because that's not what God said to me. He attacked her understanding or she has, he attacked her knowledge of God, which was her understanding that God said, do not eat from this tree or you will die. He said, but did God really say that? Because he knows that if you eat of this tree, you will have knowledge of him. You have full knowledge of him, of good and evil. I'm sorry, my bad. So he attacked her mind. He didn't attack her body. He didn't attack her fingers. He didn't attack nothing around her. Like he attacked her mind to close off her understanding of God to then her leading to sin and sin being brought into this world. Y'all, this was so deep. I was like, Lord Jesus, falling on the floor, like, Lord, help me. So if you feel overwhelmed right now, I'm not saying that being under attack is like, um, is, um, a thing that you always have to feel. You have the ability to come to God and say, Father, give me the mind of Christ today. You are available to me because your word says, this is why I tell y'all go to therapy because therapy literally walks you through the past of the things that you've attached yourself to that have held you back in your understanding and knowledge of God. Because listen, I'm going to go to the last scripture that I wanted to share with you all, which was first John um, five. Let me just get it really quickly. Um, I'm sorry that I don't have all this all available because I'm literally flipping through my Bible. So 1 John 5 and it's verses 18 through 20. We know that whatever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been a, has been born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch him. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. I'm going to read the next scripture, but I'm going to explain something really quick. Remember when Jesus said, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. When you accept Jesus Christ, you were born again, sis. So you have the availability when it says, when you are born of God, keeps himself and the wicked one cannot touch you. You are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ through the remission of your sins to then the enemy cannot attack you. When you literally say you have no power over me and I'm covered in the blood of Jesus, that that immediately makes the enemy drops his drop his um, any use of anything that is against you because you're covered under him. And then going into um, the second scripture, it says we're sweat the what the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. But we're not of the world. We're of God. And we know that the son of God has come and given us understanding that we might know him who is true and we are in him who is true. And his son, Jesus Christ, is the true God and the eternal life. So through having understanding, we can come to Jesus and be enlightened about what it is that is attacking our minds to then come against it. We have that authority We have the authority of Jesus in us to come against those things. And so Satan wants to attack our knowledge of God because of our understanding. 
He knows that we, if we understand how powerful we are, who sis? If Satan, if if we understood how powerful we were and the authority we had, that is why Satan wants to attack our knowledge of God. Because when we know how powerful we are, we walk in that fullness. And so again, this is why I say it's important to go to therapy to see what has attacked you, that has held you back from the true, the, not the fake, the true knowledge of God. So I'm going to link below scriptures, those 40, um, the, the um, website I found for the scriptures on understanding so that you all can read that to understand what it means to like have understanding of Christ, have the understanding of God. That's what Satan wants. If he can get your knowledge and your understanding of God for God to infiltrate and show you things that he has not shown others. God gave me that. And I was like, Lord. I didn't learn this from a church. I didn't learn this from a sermon. I learned this from sitting before you and you literally walked me through it because I know that he's available and I gave him space. I offered and gave him space. And so I'm excited to continue to declare that I have the mind of God so that I'm not emotional, but I'm also excited that God has given me the ability to sit before him to know these things. I'm glad that I'm his daughter and renewed in him to do that. And so I, I'm just, I'm declaring that y'all have the mind of Christ so that you can be changed as well. Um, so that's all I have for today. I just wanted to share this story and I hope it blessed you. I love y'all so much and I'll talk to you soon. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.